Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. I left a little gap there to build some suspense. Like, what podcast are you listening to? Oh. You know? That's a fun new thing. Do you, um, can't, you can tell, though, when you... If you're looking, but, like, if you just kind of, like, let it go randomly or hit the shuffle, you know, you wouldn't know what podcast is coming up next. Can you do that with podcasts? Can you hit the shuffle and just let po- random... Po- that... That to me is a level of chaos that even I don't know I could ascribe to. At least, at least it's better than those one point five speed people. We can all agree on that, right? <laughs> I don't have a strong opinion on that. Oh, okay. Well, I will have an opinion that's strong enough for our whole household. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> I have no doubt you're capable of that. Uh, Sid, what's our what's the episode about here on this uh, marital tour of misguided medicine for this week? Well, Justin, recently you were bragging about how little gray hair you had. I'm not bragging. That sounds like so wild. Just noting that I feel mm-hmm. like I was just noting that pe- there are people of my of my age and younger uh-huh. that are that are that I just noted that their hair is getting gray faster than mine is. That mine is not as gray, mm-hmm. and I don't really have any feelings about that. I don't think it. I'm not dumb enough to think that that's some sign of my. Being a cool dude, living a clean lifestyle, or something. I just noted noted it. I'm sure it's a random spin of genetics, but I just noted. I, I have no pride in this. You have uh, less gray in your hair than me. I think. Couldn't again. Doesn't matter. I couldn't. 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 I mean, you can't tell though because I, I dye my hair. Whoa. Yes, that's wow, right. beauty secrets revealed right here to mm-hmm. your husband here on Sabah. Yeah, well, I mean, it was red at one point. It's been brown and blonde, and then every shade between brown and blonde. So I think people probably if they're pay- that if out. they're paying attention, they're paying- yes. Um, I but and I don't dye it. I should say I don't really care. I don't dye it to hide the gray. I like the other colors. It is, you know. Sure, I got gotcha. you. Like I like sometimes to be more brunette and sometimes to be more blonde. It depends on what your mood's like, right? Yeah. You don't feel that way. I just don't really. One time I felt like a redhead and I was a redhead for, that was during COVID. And I just, I had to do different things every day. One time as a young man, I let a girlfriend give me frosted tips and it went so poorly that I uh, never really did anything along those lines again. Did you ever Kool-Aid dye your hair? No. No, no I never Kool-Aid That's a classic dye my 90s hair. trick, Kool-Aid dyeing your hair. No, I never Kool-Aid no. dyed my I hair. I let somebody try with like a strand. Like I had a friend doing it and I had like one, but I was too scared to do all of it. And it just didn't, I don't know. It didn't do much. I use, you know what? It didn't work I, well. Now that I say that, full disclosure, and I say this not because it's interesting, but because I'm, I, I think 
during COVID, I did dye it like once just to see if you I did. could change the color. But it wasn't even that different. Like maybe in the sun, it was a little bit redder, but that's it. We did. We used a box color on it, but the problem is yours is dark enough that we would have had to bleach it and then dye it, and we weren't going to do all that. Yeah. When I was pregnant with Cooper, I don't know if I've told you this, Justin, at one point, and I was very pregnant. I was far along in the pregnancy, and it was hard for me to, like, bend bend over mm-hmm. <laughs> without falling. And I was examining a patient's feet, and so I was down on my knees in an exam room looking at this patient's feet. And as I was down there, he said, well, you got gray hairs. You shouldn't be pregnant and have gray hair at the same time. What is Honestly, Sydney, I what still is, remember that moment. <laughs> what is honestly wrong with people? Like, I don't it, what is honestly wrong? Why would you wrong say that? And you know what? You know what kills me about that? It's almost never people of our like. It's not like you know our generation got so into phones that they don't even know. No, it's it's pe- like the older people who should know better. They were raised without phones. You should know how to talk to a human being. <laughs> honestly. Anyway. I still took care of his feet because that's my job. So, Justin, you, you, you fixed the feet. Yeah, as, I fixed as Stalker the, I Channing I, says <laughs> in West Wing. You said you, fix you fixed the feet. the feet. Yep. No matter what. Do you know why our hair turns gray, Justin? Get older. Well, okay. I, <laughs> you lose. You lose some of the pigmentation because your body needs to divert that energy to the vital processes of life and stress. Uh-huh, and so yeah. you don't have enough energy to also generate the, I don't know, melanin? Is it yeah. melanin? So it's related to melanin. You know what's interesting is that we're still kind of uncovering all the root causes of that. It's something that we sort of, there there are things in medicine that we understand. There are things in medicine that we, honestly, we still don't understand. Sometimes we can still treat that stuff, even if we don't understand it. That's a weird thing. Yeah. Mechanism of action, unknown, but it works. And then there's stuff that's in the middle that we're like, we kind of get it, but we're still, we know there's more we we need to learn. Do you know what is like that that I just read about today? Lift. The force of lift. Like, we don't really understand why it works. Like, we don't really understand it. There's like varying schools of thought as to why, like, like, pl- like a plane, like why planes fly. Okay, we don't, I can't. We don't actually know why. Listen, it seems to be going good, but we don't know why. Th- see, this is too. This is this is too disturbing. I can't. You can't tell me more about this because I will probably fly says, on a plane again someday, and I don't want to think about the fact. Says although the, says the woman who thirty seconds ago was like, "We don't know how some of this stuff works, man. We're just putting bills in there and hoping see, for the best." We are all more comfortable in our own areas of expertise, aren't we? I mean, I'm most comfortable talking about Mario, so yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. And with any uncertainty in the field of Mario, you would be more comfortable than I. That's true. If I were to be <laughs> like, you know, we don't even know if his last name is Mario, Mario, or what. <laughs> like, So there is there is recent evidence. I didn't mean for this to be a timely show. It was really just because we were talking about gray hair the other morning. And I thought, we did something heavy last week. This would be a little lighter, right? Like, let's just talk about why does our hair turn gray and what have we done through history about gray hair. But this is actually kind of recently... Um, yeah, not intentionally timely. No, just kind of because out um, we have we have figured out. So we always knew it had to do with melanocytes, which are the cells that produce melanin. That's responsible for pigment anywhere, and then hair color in this case. The operating theory has always been that over time you like run out of mel- melanocytes, mm-hmm. and so you make less melanin, and your hair loses its color. There are recent studies that suggest stem cells actually play a bigger role. So you got hmm. all kinds of different stem cells in your body, cells that basically have the potential to become different things. The more early the stem cell, the more 
uh, diverse the kinds of tissues it could become. And then the later along the line, the more targeted it is until it becomes the cell, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Anyway, um, the the problem they think it actually has to do with like you've got precursor cells, stem cells that are going to become melanocytes. Okay. They're not yet, but that is what they are programmed to be. But they're not mature enough to produce pigment. And they have to move in different places, like, within the hair follicles to interact with the right growth signals to mature to the point where they produce melanin. Mm -hmm. And over time, uh, they stop moving as much. Okay. Isn't this a—I mean, like, I know this is hard to conceptualize. This is a wild way for that to work. But these these cells, as hair is growing— these cells kind of pivot between these different places inside mm-hmm. the hair follicle, okay? Mm-hmm. And again, that's how they mature is by going – you have to go to different places, kind of like you have to go to different levels of school to, like, learn things. Okay. If you just stayed in kindergarten forever, like, you'd be fantastic at the alphabet and coloring, but, like – And I am. Algebra would elude you. Okay. Right? Yes. So, like, you got to go to different places to fully mature. Um, and what they found is that as we get older – these stem cells just get stuck somewhere. It's actually a place called the hair follicle bulge, if you <laughs> care about that. Um, and then they I didn't they until you told not... me it was called the hair follicle bulge. So, so like, it's interesting because what that suggests is that the stem cells are still there, which can become the melanocytes, which can produce melanin. So if we knew how to stimulate them to continue to move and grow, mm-hmm. our hair would never gray. Now, I don't know why this... I don't know what what I don't know why we need that necessarily, yeah. <laughs> but but it's an interesting it's a new it's a new kind of basis for our understanding as to why our hair turns gray and any any time we get a little closer to understanding stem cells that's really exciting in medicine because when it comes to anything that's like genetically programmed mm-hmm. and specifically let's talk about illnesses that are genetically programmed stem cells are are probably the way we're going to eventually solve some of these issues, right? Mm-hmm. And so the more we understand stem cells, even if it's just for something as simple as grain of the hair, the closer we are to maybe being able to really tackle some, you know, very serious genetic conditions. Mm, so, makes sense. So that's why it's all very cool. And that's why So kind doing, of a test case, like if we can fix this, maybe we can fix other more important stuff. Well, and that's why doing research that doesn't necessarily directly correlate with what you're going to do with it like basic research that mm-hmm. you can't see the application yet, it doesn't is never a waste of time. And I, maybe you weren't thinking that, but there are people out there who do because you never know what that next, mm-hmm. what you're going to learn more about and how that might improve the human condition mm-hmm. or just teach us new things, which has a value all of its own. So this was all just published in the journal Nature last Wednesday. It was all in mice, by the way. Oh. But still. Well, they can pull it off, can't they? It's so much more distinguished, I feel like. <laughs> why uh, Why hasn't Mickey ever gone gray? What? Um, because then that would admit that he was aging. And if it admit that he was aging, then eventually he would uh, be past the, like, public domain cutoff. So he mm. has to say eternally youthful. Okay. And that way he can continue to deny that he should be allowed into the public domain. Like a god. Like a god. There. Exactly. Okay. Um, so the easy fix for, for gray hair, if you don't like it, not that you need to fix it, but let's say you want it to be a different color. You just dye it, right? Mm-hmm. And people throughout time and So, so we're place, clear, just because I've been tripped up a couple of times, we're exclusively talking about dyeing hair, like dyeing it, dyeing your hair. Yeah. 
Because it's a few times I've been caught off guard because you're like, if it's a problem, just diet. Like, well, well, what? What should I eat differently? No, no, no. I'm not saying D-I-E-T. I'm talking right. about D-Y-E. Yes, die. I got it. I got it. And not also don't die. Like, not die. Like, don't, perish. Don't die. Like, there are much easier ways. your hair a different, <laughs> using a hair dye to change the color of your hair. But what, what else have we done? Because we could look through history. There are lots of examples of different ways people colored their hair, but... There are a couple different, like if we look to different sort of medicine traditions, like in traditional Chinese medicine, this is a popular herb I wanted to talk about because it's still being sold today, mm-hmm. polygnum multiflorum, mm-hmm. um, and, or FOT. If you've heard of FO-TI, FOT. I have not. That is, that is what um, it is called in popular, popular medicine. I don't mm-hmm. know. Supplement world and, you know, that's what you would buy if you're looking for something to buy for this. Uh, it is believed to reverse gray, um, and it also is supposed to fight, like, thinning hair. So, like, oh, okay. stop hair loss and keep your hair from turning gray. And it, it has something to do with, they think, the effects of hydrogen peroxide on melanocytes, and it's okay. able to stop that effect, kind of an antioxidant kind of thing. A lot of things that are sold as supplements are often sort of billed as antioxidants because— I feel like there's only a vague understanding of what we're doing there. <laughs> um, and like there are a lot of things that are antioxidants. What If that necessarily has any effect in the human body, uh, that might be up for grabs. Right, but there are right. a lot of things that are antioxidant. Um, it comes in both topical forms, meaning you can apply it to your hair. You can shampoo it in or rub it in, gel it in, whatever. Or oral forms. It's all available online. And you'll find tons of supplements that have this. When I started looking into this, that was – sometimes I'll – hear about like an ancient treatment and I'll start looking up like, oh, I want to learn more about it. And all I get are pages where I like shopping pages, like where I can buy it. And oh, it's you like, want no, I don't want to like, buy it. No, no, no. We found I, out about this a thousand years ago. I know. No way. <laughs> I'm trying to learn about it. I do not want to purchase it. Because <laughs> it um, probably didn't work. Well, I will say that um, there aren't like a lot of studies. Yeah. I mean, this is always the theme with anything in the supplement sure, world. Right. Uh, there have been some cases of liver failure as a result of this supplement. So it is something I would be, and I think these were probably cases where people were taking it orally, right? Like I didn't read every single case, but it's hard for me to think that like shampooing it in your head would cause liver failure. Mm-hmm. There are some things that are topically absorbed and can be dangerous, certainly. It's also present in like some combo pills that have all kinds of like the typical vitamins and minerals that we tell people they need to take to grow hair or strengthen hair. If you see anything that's like strengthen your hair and nails, like all that kind of the the usual supplement stuff. Um, And it also like, it will be very clear on a lot of these that it will make you go gray slower. But that's a hard, like... Not reverse it, but just like keep it from... Well, and as compared to what? Yeah. Because to compare to other people, you couldn't because everyone is programmed differently. Right, yeah, you can't really track, I mean... So the only thing you would be comparing it to is how fast you would go gray without it, which is absolutely impossible to know. Mm, that's true. Whoa. You would need identical twins, really. And even that, the identical twins would have to be in the exact same lifestyle scenario. Yeah, like sun exposure, I would bet, has something to do with Job it. stress, like, like yeah. you know, history of having kids or not or whatever. You know, I mean, like, there's all kinds of things that have to be absolutely identical and even that. So I don't know. That's tough. My, I would say this doesn't fall under my general guidelines. If something is harmless and cheap and you really want to try it, <laughs> I generally 
take a looser approach to that. But mm-hmm. if something is either harmful, possi- possibly harmful, I should say, not everybody, but possibly harmful, and expensive, that's harder for me to endorse. Yeah. I don't endorse any of it, but I would it's recommend against it. We don't yeah. endorse it. I don't endorse here. any of it. But I, I take a harder line on things that are that are either possibly harmful or that I think you might get ripped off because I hate to see people spend their money on something that they think is really going to help them and it doesn't. Yeah. There are also other traditions like Ayurvedic medicine provides lots of solutions. Um, again, and some of this is overlap, like strengthening hair, growing hair, and also preventing it from turning gray. Right. Not necessarily – a lot of these um, things don't claim they're going to reverse gray. It's more like keep it from going gray, right? Slow, or Yeah, or slow it down. Um, right. Or slow it down. And there are a lot of like herbal scalp oils, like castor oil, curry leaves, sage, black pepper, onion oil, which I would advise you wash out before you go. These are all into getting, the world. getting me kind of hungry. I got black pepper, sage, <laughs> onion. Like we got a Thanksgiving know. turkey if, listen, up there. If you just rub onion oil on your head and go to work, though, people are going to be like, "Whoa, whoa, let's fire that person." Like maybe some pomegranate instead, or hibiscus. Mm. Um, Henna was listed, but I feel like henna's kind of like cheating there, right? Like, well, yeah, henna would work. Sure, right. In, in the same way that color that, your spray, hair. <laughs> that spray on uh, stuff that uh, Ron Popeil used to. Well, exactly. I, it was three initials. I'll, I'll never I, remember. No, I know what you're talking about. That, yeah. the, the spray paint for your head. <laughs> uh, also, some food recommendations. So, some things that make sense, like if, if they start talking about certain vitamins. You know, we may have associated them with, like, healthy hair or hair growth, not necessarily hair color. Um, also, like, they recommend things that include catalase, so, like, sweet potatoes or regular mm-hmm. potatoes, non-sweet, unsweetened potatoes. <laughs> Do you like sweetened or unsweetened <laughs> potatoes? potatoes? Kale, pineapple, broccoli. Uh, and there are specific—and then there's some other things like yoga poses that can help and um, rubbing your nails and then, and then stuff that's, like, basic, like, get enough sleep, eat well. Yeah. Stay happy. Don't I can't stress. Be, I can't be happy. Look at my hair. Don't stress. Um, I'm stressed about my gray hair. Uh, and I want to, like, I, I don't know that, again, this probably falls closer to our, these are things that, I mean, if you want to eat sweet potatoes, they're delicious. Yeah. I love some sweet potato fries. Oh, yeah. So, like, I would, I'd, I'd much, I'd be much more comfortable with that. <laughs> um, and we should all get plenty of sleep and be stress-free, I guess. Yeah. Easy. Um. Easy, but there's more. Easy. I have more ancient solutions if okay. none of this is working for you. Okay. Um, but first, we got to go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? 
pre-prepared. All I got is two minutes. I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. Hello, I'm Lori Kilmerton. We do a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show, and you could listen to it anytime you want it because there's hundreds of episodes. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing comedy forever, and we should both quit. So why don't you listen up <laughs> before we leave this not only terrible business, but this awful world. And find out why we can't. Because we love it so. (laughs) Jackie and Lori Show. Every week here on MaximumFun.org. I'm sure you've noticed how giant corporations are controlling more and more about what we consume, whether it's our food, our news, or even the shows we enjoy. The Greatest Generation is a show that stands up to Big Star Trek and says no. We can laugh about costumes that fit too tightly in the groin area. We can make a Star Trek podcast that's basically only about that. The Greatest Generation, the show for free and independent thinkers about Star Trek. And the groins of different costumes. Reviewing every episode in order. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. You'll be doing your part in telling the Star Trek industrial complex that they can't control your mind. I mean, I'm just rewatching this spray on hair. It's just really, during our break, Sydney, I was just looking at Rump Appeal spray. 90s kids, do you remember this? It was a spray, it was spray paint for your head. Y'all, you're too young to remember. This guy, Rump Appeal, is an inventor. He did a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. one of his things was just 
this thing is spray paint on your head I don't, to cover your bald spot. Was that all it was? Yeah. I never, I mean, I've never, you see it on TV and the thing is like the result that the people on TV would achieve didn't look too bad. But that, you know, that's different than if you saw it in real life. Yeah. It, it, I never saw it. I mean, some if, texture to it, I believe. There has to be some texture to it. It can't yeah. just be that you spray paint your head. Yeah. Be, because even just looking at it on TV, it looks better than if you spray painted your head. Yes. Please don't spray paint your head. That's, there's some advice. Please yeah. don't spray paint your head. Thank you. Uh, I want to talk about some ancient Roman solutions. Romans were very into fashion. Okay. You know, they were very into uh, their looks. <laughs> no more so than us. That's all humans. Humans always have been into their looks. Yeah. Um, so blonde hair was fashionable, but gray hair was not. Ugh. Uh, so you often would want to do something if your hair was starting to gray. There were specific, like, dyes that they would use. There was a recipe that uh, was a mixture of ashes, boiled walnut shells, and earthworms. Mm-hmm. I like the walnut shells in there because it's that reminder of, like, this theme throughout medical history of like cures like. Right. Walnuts are commonly used in cures for head things. They thing, look like your brain. Because they look like your brain. Easy. So like use the walnut thing if it's a head thing because it's like it looks like your brain. The earthworms seems yucky. Uh, they would also sometimes just dip lead combs into vinegar and run that through the hair. And then, and that would leave like residue. Sure. Kind of a little dirty maybe. So you're Kinda combing gross. in some, some <laughs> just for men. <laughs> Just for Roman. Oh. Did you like that? I don't think so. No? No, I did, yeah. Yeah? Just yeah. For Ro- Ro- instead of men, just for Roman. Just for Roman. And it was certainly better than guys over there at Grecian Formula. Hey. Because that's Greek. That's Greek. That's like Greek. is. That's fight. different than Roman. They fight each other. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people... A lot of people <laughs> tend to think that Greek and Roman are the same. A lot. When you say a lot of people, do you just mean you? <laughs> a lot of people get them confused uh, very regularly. Like the to- which is the toga one, you know that kind of thing. Like I'll <laughs> say something like that. But I know, of course. Now I looked it up. But. Who, who doesn't like a good toga? Really? Why restrict it to one? Yeah. Ancient Everybody culture. Um, are you going to talk about Greek formula? I wasn't. That going was the to. one. That I, was the one that was like when I was a kid. I don't even know. I feel like it's probably not extant anymore. Grecian formula. I feel like I feel like the concept, like the just talking about hair dyes, is almost another. I don't even know if that's a medical thing, you know. But like, mm-hmm. it's a whole other thing. I hair dyeing. There's so many different types, and we've done so many different things to just like physically change the color of our hair or chemically mm-hmm. change the color of our hair. Outside of like trying to put something in or on our body that would actually reverse the grain process. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't color that piece of hair. It just stopped being gray. Yeah. That's a whole... Do you understand what I'm saying? That's a whole other prospect. Yeah. Um, Now, the the lead comb and the vinegar was actually really toxic. Sure, of course. Yeah, you don't Uh, want to do that. So that was not particularly popular. You know Pliny the Elder had to tell you how how to turn your gray hair... A beautiful, different, not gray color. Mm -hmm. Um, He endorsed uh, fermenting leeches for two months. Oh, oh, that I bet that's a whole smell in a lead vessel. Oh man, now it's poison. And then you grind them into a paste. Okay, and throw them away. And put that in your hair. No, I assume you wash it out at some point. I that has got to be a weird two months when you're like, hey. 
enjoy picking on me now, everybody, because here in a couple <laughs> months, I'm going to be... I'm going to be covered in co- fermented leeches. Covered in, in, it, in it. Y'all watch out here soon. Yeah. Just seven weeks from today. <laughs> um, I don't know. Some of these things feel like uh, by the time you went through all this process, you would not care about your gray hair anymore. You'd be like, whatever. This seems like too much trouble. Um, I read some notes as I was reading about different ways of, like, fighting gray back in the ancient world. Several people made the note that um, because hair dye was still popular, like I said, not just not just if you were turning gray, but, like, just dyeing your hair was very popular back then, that um, sex workers were expected to dye their hair blonde. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I, I would love to dig in deeper. That's not really a medical—that is not relevant to sawbones— but it's one of those little things that kept popping up in resource after resource after resource, enough that I thought there must be some validity to this. It'd be a uh, fascinating side. By the way. Uh, Someone else who does podcasts just about history or hair dyeing history or anything like that. That would be a very interesting thing to know more about. Uh, fantastic sidebar here. Um, Grecian formula was taken off the market and then put back on uh, to replace uh, its active ingredient, which was lead acetate. Well, that's see. Yeah, some things never get uh, old. Yeah, it's all everything old is new again. Right? There we go. It's back. It's I mean, it's gone again, but it was back. Well, I mean, I think that's what uh, with some of these examples that we're talking about. That's why it's so interesting when you look at a medical history. There are definite times where we found something that worked, but then also realized it was toxic, but then continued to use it in various forms mm-hmm. up into modern times. Like we act like this is all distant stuff, but I mean. We were we were doing this. I mean, we currently still are probably. Oh, we just for don't sure. know what it is yet. Yeah. We'll do a sawbones about that in a hundred years. <laughs> um, us, us, the two of us. The two don't of us. Don't get it twisted. In we 100 have a hundred years. We have a plan. I will be 140 years old. And we have a plan. <laughs> in medieval times, there were specific hair dyes um, that, again, I know that's sort of outside the realm of what I was trying to talk about, but I just enjoyed, like, uh, so. If you want your hair darker, add hot water to powdered oak gall and the juice of white cabbage and then rub it through your hair and then put a cabbage leaf on your head. Kind of like, like if you've ever, okay, if you've been to a salon, now I don't feel like this has ever happened to me when I was having my hair colored, but I used to get perms when I was little. Yes. And at the end of like getting all the rollers and all the chemical and everything that smelled like eggs on your head, they would put a cap over it, like a big plastic mm-hmm. cap to just sort of hold everything in place mm-hmm. while you're waiting for your perm to set. And this is what I imagine this cabbage leaf is operating as in this instance. There's a kids in the hall skit about a guy with a cabbage leaf on his head. What is, what is the time is a flat circle. Was it, was he right? Was Rustin Cole right? Is time a flat circle? I don't, I mean, we cabbage leaves look like they could fit on your head. So, so we did it. <laughs> Right, like that, that. We probably didn't need more of an excuse than that. Why would why would the why would the Almighty have made these just look like our heads if we were we not to put I, them on? I told my I'm I'm just finishing a week of hospital service, and at, at some point I told my team that it's important for us to remember that we're all just you know simple confused animals doing our best to figure it out, and they all looked at me like something was wrong. <laughs> but I think it's important to remember that. Yeah, our humans we're just we're just animals too we yeah. don't know we're doing our best yeah that cabbage leaf looks like it would fit on my head yeah. is that where it goes yeah you ever see a uh like i watched this um this video on tiktok of like a a gigantic 
raven, and it loved to put shape blocks in the in the, in a shape block baby puzzle, and that raven would just get like the star shaped block and just hammer it at this thing at this puzzle for like five minutes, and then eventually through some miracle of alignment, the star it would get the star shaped piece into it, and I watched it, and I think. That's humans. <laughs> like that's that's us. You got us, Mr. Crow. That's us in a nutshell. Honestly, it feels that way. Every once in a while though, we do get that star piece into the into the puzzle. And honestly, when we get the star piece into the puzzle, it is it feels miraculous. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of is. Yeah, but then the unhappy people are the people who are like, I just saw my friend the another crow do this i know you can do it all you gotta do is put the thing in there and this is usually the way it works is that usually you just put the star no that's like a thousand years that's like mm-hmm. so long it took so long i had to get out of the toilet still waiting for this crow <laughs> to put the block into the puzzle and i was rewarded for my patience obviously but now a common question and we kind of alluded to this in some of these in some of the ancient sort of um traditions like the way they would treat this is they would talk about the importance of stress-reducing techniques. And I think when you get into things like certain yoga poses and stuff, that's what we're really hitting on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we reduce stress? And if if reducing stress is a treatment for gray hair, does stress cause gray hair? We think so. Okay. Possibly stress contributes. I'm not going to say that it is 100%. Re- no, there are lots of reasons that our hair turns gray, but could stress be part of that? There is some research to indicate that it is possible, yes. Hmm. Now, this is different than, and I think we've talked about this before on the show. We're not talking about those sort of media depictions like in a movie or TV show when someone sees something really scary and then like all their hair turns white. Yeah. Not I don't think anybody was confused about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, I feel like most of our adult listeners have been disabused of that notion. (laughs) You never know. And if you, hey, listen, I'm sorry that Justin's making you feel bad if that was something you were worried about. Hey, listen, we all got our thing. Don't feel bad. Um, but so, Some people confuse Greeks and Romans, <laughs> if you can believe that. So there was a study where researchers basically, they had subjects pluck out gray hairs from their head and then measure how long they were, okay? okay. And hair grows at a pretty reliable pace, now, of course, there are lots of things that can interfere with that, right? It's like Illness a half, and injury it's like and a half inch medications a and a centimeter a month. Yeah. Same, same, yeah. Okay. Uh, same-ish. So. Uh, that's the same-ish amount. A centimeter a month is the is the rate that, that hair grows. Um, about that. So if you measure how long a hair is, then you know how long, you know, how, how long has this hair been growing and you can kind of chart time over the length of the hair, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's not particularly helpful if the whole hair is either gray or whatever your hair color is, right? Because that's just like, okay, how long you've been growing that hair? What what do I take away from this? What they asked for, what they found is that there are hairs out there that are partially gray or that kind of thing. And they were, what they were trying to measure was to see if the hair started turning gray or if it's just a shorter gray hair, you could. If your hair is all the same length, this would be tough. Yeah. But if you have a gray hair that's shorter than the average length of your hair, you could kind of chart back in time. I see what you're saying. Like, yes. do you know what? I, you could yeah. use At that gray point, hair as a marker ha- of yes. time. At some so, point, the hair started coming in gray. Yes. At some point, the hair started growing gray. Or rather, that hair in that spot, right? Yes. Because it's not going to be. 
because some hair is just gray at the base or whatever. So what? But what they did is they independently so they plucked some hairs, and then they independently said, "Can you make like a list of life events over the last?" Now this is retrospective, and our memories are often incorrect, but of like the last uh, couple years, life big life events. And then they tried to correlate stressful life events with a hair growing in gray. And they they found correlations. They found many incidents. And they, they talked about like specific things that happened, whether it was like job loss or marriages falling apart or, you know, a loss of a loved one or something that would correlate with the growth of a gray hair. Mm-hmm. And, and sort of in a really kind of creative, cool way, supported this idea that maybe... Stress does cause our hair to grow in gray. Wild that we would like, I don't know how, how else to say it, that intuit that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, or, or notice it, or get a sense of, the, of that, that being the case and then being able to prove that it's true. Now, there, there are some- Or at least likely. True. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's really interesting because we probably just more associated it with like, in youth, we have less stress. And when we're older, we have more stress and our hair also turns gray when we're older. But that's also not really true. That's a misconception, right? We have stress all through our lives. Right. There is no time period that is inherently less stressful than any other, I don't I don't believe, as a universal human experience. There has been a study published that started to indicate that maybe we can actually reverse the grain process. Because none of this stuff that we've talked about, like, it's not really going to stop your hair from turning gray, right? Right. Um, unless you just dye it a different color. Uh, so there, there was a study where they looked at, like— Again, stressful life events and was it turning the hair gray? And what they found is that there were hairs that were gray, but actually the new hair growth closer to the scalp mm-hmm. was your natural hair color again. Huh. So the opposite of what you'd think, right? Yeah. And what they started to find is like if people had reductions in life stress, like a period of a vacation or something— that actually some hair started growing in their uh, their regular color wow. again. Wow, so it's not – you can may, maybe reverse it a little bit. In isolated hairs. <laughs> With mice probably. <laughs> yes, but no, these were in people. Okay. But that's what – so again, like all of this is just interesting. I don't think that there's much you can take from this. If, if what you take away is you should live a less stressful life, hey. well – Well, hey. I mean – hey. Yeah, but, like, not everything's under our control. But the idea that stress has an impact on the color of our hair and that having less stress would delay hair graying, I think that there's some evidence that suggests that's possible. Again, I don't think there's much that's actionable. Yeah. We all should seek to find ways to manage our stress. The only thing that's actionable you should do anyway. So, hey, maybe you Which get Which is less, take care of yourself. Right, take care of right? yourself. Try to have less stress. Like, that's good for you regardless. And maybe you get some beautiful Justin McElroy-level hair tint along the way. Uh, that is going to do it for us for this episode. Thank you so much for for listening and, and hanging out with us. Uh, if You it, you should know that uh, our music comes courtesy of the taxpayers. It's a song called Medicines that we use for the intro and outro of our program um, you can find their music on Bandcamp, actually, and they got some merchandise on there that you can uh, that you can get if you want. So you should check them out. 
Uh, that is going to do it for us for this week. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fund.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.